0: Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Jane, our very special friend, is back on the show.
1: Very special friend.
0: <laughs> okay. As I was saying it, I realized that it made you sound like like we're giving like we're giving you like a pity invite every time you come on. <laughs>
1: well, not the first time
0: I felt that way, but she's our special friend, and
1: <laughs> her mom makes us hang out with her. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my god. No. Yes. Yeah. Just
0: kidding, Jane. We love you so much. I miss you. Um, you're um, you're coming to visit me soon.
1: I am because I love you more than New <laughs> Yeah,
0: you do. Yes. We're like wow. we're like almost. We're, like, almost a month away from seeing each other. I'm super excited about it.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm pumped. Best now,
0: I Llewellyn know. just has to decide if she's going to be cool and do something spontaneous and not be a six and just go for it.
1: I'm a six, oh. too. Yeah. Jane's a six. Leanne's convinced that I'm not, although I think. I think she thinks I'm a nine. I
2: honestly think I'm
1: a nine as well. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced I'm a six wing seven.
2: I don't i am know what my wing would be. Probably a one, but... Um, Doesn't it have to be a five or a seven? No, I mean, if I'm a nine. Oh. I'm reading the book. Uh, what is it? The Path? path
0: oh, The Road Back to You.
2: Back to You, that's it. Um, and I'm on nine right now. And I really feel like I'm a nine. Mm-hmm. When I took the test, those two are my top two. So that's why I'm like, I could be either. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I want to wait until I read six, but six is literally the last one in the book, so it's like, oh, well,
1: I got a while. <laughs> that makes <sense. laughs> you guys work so well together. We're literally opposites of each other.
2: She's a one. Yeah,
1: a one one nine nine. But I feel like you were oh, a, nine, a nine, one. nine one. Yeah, it's true. I
2: don't know. Yeah, that is true.
0: That is true. <laughs> not an Enneagram podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, and we have focused on that a lot lately. So let's move right along into an update from Jane. What have you been doing with your life? Uh,
1: I should have known I knew you were gonna ask me this and I always yeah update 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 um still working a lot graduate in the summer which woo, is woo, pretty woo, exciting woo. Woo. It's been like 40 years um hopefully that's it,
0: awesome good for you
1: yeah I'm excited internship soon that's kind of it just like closing of certain chapters but still kind of the usual work in school work in school
0: Hmm. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice.
1: He's great. He's gaining a little weight, but that's, that's all right. Quarantine weight, you know. I know, but his heart. I feel like I gotta oh. lay him off the heavy cream. Mm. He a little less kibble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to move him down to warmer weather, where there's a little bit more outdoor activities and things like that. Some <laughs> Llewellyn, every time I talk to Jane, I at some point mention, confirm, or ask details about her pending move to Nashville. Now for our friends out there, uh, Jane is not currently planning on moving to Nashville. And every, <laughs> and every, and every time I mention it, she gives the same look Or, you know, tone over text or phone that I used to give my friends before I was actually moving down here. Mm -hmm. So I just figured we're in the preliminary phase. I'm just (laughs) planting some seeds. Pretty soon they're going to water and then it'll, you know, sprout up fruit and she'll move down here before she knows it. The transition will be super fast. I'll have a built-in roommate. It'll be awesome. The it's going to ditch us all and go to New York, so it won't matter, but then we can have vacation spots.
1: (laughs) so shouldn't i move to a different or just stay where i'm at i think that would be wise no,
0: no no one wants to visit michigan now that i'm out no one wants to come to kalamazoo michigan
1: okay wow wow, so- big city slicker <laughs> 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 you lint liquor <laughs> Do you
0: remember you the lint liquor oh my gosh that commercial <laughs> I forgot about that.
2: Gosh, I feel like that commercial needs to make an appearance yeah. on our social media. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so good. <laughs> um, okay. Let's actually get into the episode here or else we could go off tangents again, pretty much between text messages of me trying to figure out when uh, Jane and I are going to room together. <laughs> and this show, we don't, like connect and so um one I should probably be better about that but two let's actually get into our episode for the friends that are still here um we start the soft open with the whole group oh, of friends oh, watching pause, pause rewind
2: let's give a, a what episode we're watching
0: oh yeah wait I skipped way far ahead I'm so sorry wait Jane were you done with your recap yeah yeah. You kind of ended it so. with she's moving to Nashville apparently. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Real talk though. When you do decide to move to Nashville, can you tell me for the first time when we're recording an episode of the podcast?
1: Yeah. And I'll just be like in the room next door to you or something.
0: Perfect. Done. I mean, that doesn't have to happen, but if you say it, you better not say it. If you're kidding, you should only say it if you're being real, like real talk. Okay. Cause I'm going to freak out if I hear that. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Understood. I'm
0: just, I'm just waiting for the day. Okay. Well, Jane, we're, we're glad you're on here, obviously, and um, Llewellyn, throw us into the episode recap. Tell us what episode we're in, because I was trying to zoom right ahead.
2: Yeah, so this week we watched The One Where Old Yeller Dies. Sad there. These sad. titles are sad. Um, okay. Impressionable Phoebe becomes depressed when it dawns on her that some movies don't end happily. Meanwhile, Richard bonds with Chandler and Joey at a basketball game.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So the very first thing is the soft open where we see that the entire group of friends is watching an old yeller together and everybody is crying. Phoebe walks. First of all, why would Phoebe not be there?
2: uh The guys weren't there. Chandler
0: and Joey weren't there. Oh, oh, so it was like a couples' night.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, and then Phoebe just happened to like want to come over. I didn't even realize that. Okay.
2: Wait, were they? So at? they might have been there. I don't remember. I don't remember. I want to. just. Couples only.
0: Guys, we literally just watched it 30 <laughs> seconds before clicking record. <laughs> How can we not remember this? Okay. But regardless, if they were there, cause I feel like there's more people in the room than just the four of them, but that could also be camera angles. So anyways, they're watching old yeller one. What a depressing movie to watch as a couple date, first of all, <laughs> but also Phoebe comes in and is like, why is everybody crying? This is the happy movie. And they have to kind of explain to her that you might not, you might not want to watch what's going to happen next. And all of a sudden she realizes this is a scene I haven't seen before, but it's all old yeller. Oh, what are you doing with that? You know, gun. And then all of a sudden she kind of realizes the end of this movie and Phoebe's, you know, world kind of comes crashing down in the sense of what's good and, you know, wholesome in the world is all a lie.
1: It's all a lie.
0: It's all all a lie. So we get to watch Phoebe's real-time reaction to watching the ending of Old Yeller for the first time. We, um, so it starts kind of this dialogue that will happen throughout the episode, which is very Phoebe heavy, which is great because that's not necessarily been the case over the last, gosh, I'd say several worth, like months worth of our show. Wouldn't you say, Llewellyn?
2: Oh yeah. She's not, she's always just been like the supporting friend.
0: Yeah. Especially with Richard coming in and that storyline being really strong. Yeah. She's been kind of thrown to the wayside. So we hop into the main part of the episode. We start in the girl's apartment and Monica's explaining what dinner. Um,
2: I think so. Yeah. Chicken and something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the guys ask her what she's wearing. And she said, actually, nothing but rubber gloves. And the guys come storming into the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Joey makes this line as if like, she doesn't understand that one day she is actually going to be naked and they're not going to come in. (laughs) What will she do? As if like, that would be a huge bummer for Monica. Right. Oh, Joey, um, and the guys are trying to decide, you know, they come in and they're trying to decide who to bring to the Knicks game. And she recommends, you know, you bring Richard or, you know, why don't you ask Richard? And the guys take that as, you know, ask him about their conundrum, you know, their dilemma. And he says, as a huge Knicks fan, I would say you should probably take a huge Knicks fan. And Chandler's like, oh, yeah, that's Eric. And they immediately like misunderstand and Richard kind of walks away. And, and, and Monica is trying to, you know, kind of force them together a little bit. They don't really see him as, you know, friend material. Um, he, he doesn't insert himself in their relationship, but they, which I think is wise as an outside, you know, person coming into the friend group. But Monica's like, this is really important to me. Like he's someone I really care about and I want him to fit in. And what better way to do that than guy bonding time, right? Right. But, the guy, but the guys aren't really sure. But talk about that for a little bit.
2: So they're, you know, debating on who they want to bring. They don't, they, want to, they don't want to ask Richard because they don't, you know, like you mentioned, they don't want, they don't really know him. It's not really, like, their type of friends. Um, but then she slyly mentions, like, well, if you ask him, he might, like, take you in his Jaguar so of course Joey being Joey looks at Chandler and says well how do we how do we make her like or tell her that we want to ask him without actually saying that we want it because of his Jaguar and you know Chandler like understands like oh we got to make it sly but of course Joey is Joey (laughs) straight out like hey yeah like we're gonna yeah let's we're gonna ask him because we want to ride in this Jaguar
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and Chandler makes that fun little like Little riff on that because Joey was so like not smooth about that at all.
2: Yeah, he's like, Oh yeah, that's the way to do it. Yep.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we cut over to Ross's place and he had been, and the girls are picking him back up. And Ross thinks that he's the first one to discover um him standing up, him pulling himself up to get on his own two feet. And we find out that, like, through the course of them staying at the apartment for a little longer. He's already been walking. He already has waved before. Like Ross is missing the first of everything as a dad and it's bumming him out so hard. Yeah, Makes me feel really bad for Ross and I don't feel that way often.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, it's valid though, because like kids, they grow so fast and like a lot of those first things happen. Like in the first you know year, there's so many things. And if you're not always- with the kid like you do miss it mm-hmm. and it wasn't like like it's not now like where it could happen and then you easily text somebody a video like oh my gosh look what just happened it's oh, like sure. oh let me film it on this camcorder <laughs> and then go get it developed or whatever and yeah, yeah. So I, I can see why he would get bummed out but the fact that what was funny is when he started naming off things and <laughs> the last one he's like yeah his favorite liqueur <laughs> <laughs> you just jump from like a toddler to 21 year old
0: it's like is he driving yet favorite liqueur like what should i know about
2: yeah
0: it just shows his like it is his hurt within like humor you know like he's deflecting his pain with like you know a joke yeah um And so he automatically is like, you know, like he's trying to argue it, like I want him for the whole weekend. (laughs) And before he can even go into his pitch, the girls are like, yeah, great. Yes, we'll do it. Absolutely. Like they are a hundred percent in agreement with, with his proposal. Yeah. Um, so then over at the cafe, Phoebe comes in with a bunch of DVDs and didn't it make you guys think of like back in the day when we used to go to like actual DVD rental places. Uh,
2: yeah. you stop. She came in with VHSs, not DVDs. Oh,
0: that's okay. In my mind, I thought VHS, but I wrote DVD. I'm so sorry. I need you
2: to know. Like, I know you can't see us right now, but Jane and I looked at each other. Like, are you
0: kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Those were like, wow. Like, I we're- feel so <laughs> ganged up on. George. She had three of them in her hand, and it
2: looked like she was carrying a <laughs> stack of encyclopedias. These are so thick.
0: And uh, the cases, too, were always those really thick, like, they're so typical.
2: I can just uh, imagine, like, trying to close one and, like, getting your finger pinched. Yes. Or, uh, the worst. That's a good sound, though.
0: The Do you like, remember when they used to charge you if you didn't rewind?
2: Uh, oh be God. kind and rewind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know it's really funny how vintage it would be if you actually put like that a sticker with that like on your laptop case or something like that
2: oh it'd be hilarious
0: what if we did that what if that was our merch be kind rewind oh yes what's funny is it has absolutely nothing to do with friends but I'm writing it down
2: <laughs> I mean it does the 90s yeah
0: and I think it's like vintage like who wouldn't want that yeah. I mean, we'll have to find like a sticker bundle cuz one sticker that says be kind rewind. I mean, it may not be the most sought after thing, but
1: would I would
0: put that I would put that on my case and I don't put like the only sticker I have on the case for my computer is fearless.co which um uh our friends last week talked about a little bit. Um and that's the only thing that's on there. So but I would put a be kind rewind as like an ironic thing with some uh like 80s or 90s colored theme you know yeah yeah anyways
2: on a vhs like box I mean, yeah like if you- wait what
0: oh, oh like the box is the sticker too yeah oh luellen brilliant look at us mind scheming on our mind I'm scheming on the- i don't know I was gonna say brainstorming, but I didn't think of it quick enough, <laughs> so I said I like <laughs> <laughs> It sounds more hilarious that way, anyways. Um, so Phoebe comes in with a bunch of VHSs. So sorry, guys, and she is essentially pulling out all of these movies that she realizes she's. In, Like she's probably remembering back to her childhood. No, no, no. She asked her grandma about it too, right? Yeah. So she's probably like a mixture of remembering. Plus maybe her grandma gave her some insight on, you know, which movies it may have been. And so she's essentially renting them in order to kind of figure out the world. Now, okay. I had a question for you both. What shows did your family censor for you, AKA probably moms mostly, but what did your parents censor for you?
1: Um, Spongebob.
0: Ooh, good um, one.
1: Um, Rugrats for sure. That's <laughs> yes, I have
0: Rugrats on mine.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I have not seen a single episode. I nope. think a lot of, whatever was popular, it just wasn't allowed. Harry Potter was like hard. No.
0: Yeah. Hard pass.
1: But Yeah. I feel like my parents didn't even really know why they were doing it. They were just like, oh, it's popular.
0: Like, heathen
1: mm. children are partaking. Like, our spawn will not.
0: <laughs> spawn.
2: Wow, I'm sitting here and you're naming all these and I'm like, I must be a heathen child. Because <laughs> my parents didn't censor a single one of those. I'm just Did just-
0: they censor anything else?
2: No, not that I remember. I mean, could
1: you say stupid in your house? No, Not I don't know what words so you couldn't mad. say, but or like crap, you couldn't say. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine was definitely Rugrats as well. Why? Didn't watch a single I episode. The- I thought well, Angela.
1: The- you're
0: they were yes
1: night nice. i think they were not nice she was a bully
2: but like it taught you about not wanting to be a bully
1: i don't know i'm glad they kept me from that rugrats is like creepy anyway as a kid you no, it's like the same type of drawing as um did you guys ever watch courage the cowardly dog huh. or no just a creepy i don't know i don't like Rugrats.
0: i think oh. it was also because they were badly behaved children
1: yes I mean, it
2: was really unrealistic. Let's be real. They were babies crawling out of things that babies cannot crawl
1: out of. A heathen child would say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let
2: it be known. Leanne or Llewellyn is a heathen child, apparently.
0: Jane is throwing major shade tonight. I mean, it started off, off screen and it has continued throughout the show. Harry Potter was definitely another one. What's interesting to me is that one of the shows that we definitely did watch as a family not shows movies was Lord of the Rings and I tried to call my mom out on that at one point I was like mom (laughs) you know that Gandalf is a wizard right like (laughs) your whole like theology I guess of Harry Potter is that it's all witchcraft and she she was just like talking about like the tone of the show or the movies and like it's so dark which is is actually a running gag when it comes to harry potter of like how dark the like actual movie is like if you were to look at it screen by screen play like how dark it is (laughs) um but anyways and then obviously titanic the one scene where they're in that like car carriage when they're having sex yeah we always had to forward through or like close our eyes yeah i
2: begged my mom at nine years old to go see that in theaters you just <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Let it be known because it's like a what, a two and a half hour movie. Oh, it's so long, but yeah. Uh, I was I- gonna ask you on a
0: on a scale how much did you regret that, but because you fell asleep, you probably didn't see it.
2: I don't remember.
0: That's so funny. Nine nine years old. <laughs> it came out in ninety nine, oh. didn't it? What, were you like a history buff or something? <laughs> She's like, "Mom, it's a documentary, I promise."
2: Oh, it came out it came out in 97. I was 8. I had just turned 8. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> How did I go see that in theaters? That doesn't even sound this possible.
0: Is- yeah. My first movie in the theater was Free Willy, and I bawled. I bawled, guys. <laughs> Would not re- no. <laughs> honestly, it's the same. It's the same me- memory trigger in my brain that like lets me know where I was at when nine eleven happened. It was like I remember walking out of the theater amongst a bunch of adults, and me and my sister are bawling because <laughs> Free Willy left the kid, and it was so sad. Uh, such a good movie. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, let's center back for a minute. Um okay, so the guys come back from the game with Richard, and they're also obviously in the cafe still. And they practice the little sleight of hand movement with the whole money thing. They're like, Richard's so cool. They're acting like little giddy schoolgirls, like being able to be around their crush. I mean, that's how like enamored they are with Richard's presence, right? Yeah. And so they're like, Richard did this super cool thing when like, when he parked the car and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the, the passing of the money with like a handshake. Um, so eventually, you know, they do it one too many times. And Chandler's like, you know, I think, I think the girls, I think they've got it. <laughs> and Richard then kind of follows behind because Monica's like, you didn't ditch him at the game. Did you like, you didn't just leave him there. And the guys are like, no, he's parking the car. Like but they act like they were school bullies. Speaking of Angelica (laughs) and was like, no, we like, we stole his, you know, lunch money and gave him a wedgie or something like that. And, uh, yeah. And so he comes back in, he does the sleight of hand with Richard. Um, Richard says to Joey, you're doing better at that. And then says, I'm going to keep this by the way. And the guys are like, okay. (laughs) Like, they're just so like excited about him just in general, but we go back upstairs to the girl's apartment and the ladies are leaving Ben. They're going to go watch a girl that graduated college with um, Susan, who's the first, what, metal worker? Blacksmith, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and then, so they're going to like, you know, he's obviously going to have Ben for the weekend. And Joey starts, like, we see Joey back in the corner start dressing like him. He's got his like little shirt tucked in. It's so funny, the like little things that they change and they're not massive things, but they're just slight enough to make you make the association with a character, you know? Yeah. And so uh, Chandler does the same thing. He comes in and he's got a similar, he like changes his hair a little bit, but then also <laughs> apparently within like days started growing like a decent stash a decent well for a couple of days
2: okay Chandler I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and you, you'll probably hate me if you're saying what I'm thinking but yet. it has to be said I have never felt like Chandler is more unattractive than in this episode <laughs> so funny because I was gonna say the exact
1: opposite like, I
2: love Chandler
1: <laughs> <laughs> kidding me? I was like are you saying the same thing I <laughs> am? not at all
2: <laughs> wait a minute to register that you said attractive.
1: I even put a note like and I, I said, didn't want to put it, but I said I like, said Chandler's never been more unattractive.
0: <laughs> Where's that note?
1: i could oddly prefer Chandler with a mustache. <laughs> okay, folks, there it
2: is. Somehow, hold,
0: hold, please. I'm screenshotting it because <laughs> there we go. Got it keep going I just want proof at some point (laughs) okay no but talk talk about that Llewellyn
2: yeah I he walked in and I immediately like had the reaction of like I want (laughs) to barf I can't like I think it's okay it's not and here's the thing I actually really enjoy when guys have like facial hair Mm -hmm. to it like to an extent like obviously it's super long it drives me nuts (laughs) but um For some odd reason, I think it's because the way they made it look was like he was trying too hard, Mm -hmm. and it really wasn't, like, fully formed yet. Like, Richard's stash is, like, fully formed, like, it's good, like, it suits his face, but whatever it is, (laughs) the little peach fuzz that Chandler had, (laughs) like, just, it just made him look like a creeper. Like, you remember a couple episodes ago, we talked about Eddie being a serial killer? I seriously- Right like play about him when he walked in, I was like, "You're you're trying, you're trying to cover some tracks here." <laughs> all
0: right, all right, Llewellyn, you make some strong points. Jane, counter offer
1: I mean, it's or counter
0: counter argument?
1: It's just the reverse of everything that she said. I don't know. I I think it was the tucked-in shirt which gave the appearance that it wasn't, even though it was massively I could oversized. Anything else? All I saw was the mustache. I don't know. I like the mustache. It gave me like kind of like. um I don't know what you'd compare it like hipster vibes almost like hipster like grungy hipster. vibes like uh like oh do you play in an indie band and like you oh, know what else you reminded me of oh don't say it. what get out you're so that is you're, you're just stretching you're stretching the truth here that's not fair i feel like jane and i
2: always have to disagree on something and we
1: we just don't do it well i feel like that's a character flaw you always have to disagree with someone
0: should we talk about that? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. I, I don't know how, like I'm still in your house. <laughs> yeah, you're about to be out of it. All right, let me bring some balance to this <laughs> anarchy that's happening here. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know which side I land on. I think... I understand, Llewellyn, what you're saying. <laughs> um, but everything that you said solidifies the point that the episode is making. One, he is trying too hard because he's trying to be Richard. Right. Second, this is happening over the span of a weekend. The fact that he even had what he had is actually quite a lot of hair, <laughs> considering that it's probably like only several days, maybe worth of growth.
2: Yeah.
0: So actually that's pretty, pretty decent. I'll bet that he could grow a decent amount of hair on his upper lip. um, If given the right allotted amount of time, the most attractive I've seen, but also we're filtering it through the fact that we've never seen Matthew Perry with a mustache ever. And you've only seen Tom Selleck with a mustache. So if you had been introduced to Chandler with a mustache, it'd be weirder for him not to have one.
2: This is very true.
0: So you're filtering it through a specific lens of like consistency and normalcy that I think is a little hard to override in one quick storyline. You know, Mm -hmm. I think if we saw, him wear a mustache for the next three seasons by the time he'd go to shave it off for whatever gag they would do we'd be like oh yeah (laughs) we'd almost like forget what he looked like before he had a mustache you know
2: true
0: so all right any more uh hits that you want to take jane at llewellyn before i move on no sorry Cool, cool cool awesome all right, so the guys are going out again with Richard and Monica's starting to show that she's getting a little bit like you can tell she's like okay, like that's kind of a lot. Um and then she throws out the line like, "Hey, doesn't Chandler kind of look like Aunt Sylvie?" and Ross is like, yeah, "Thank you." As if the whole time in this scene in the back of his mind he's been thinking, "Who does he remind me of? Who does he remind me of?" That was really funny.
2: Yes, it's Ross.
0: Always funny. I, I think, well, not always, but I think, I think that, uh, like with funny lines like that, there's usually like a setup and a punch down. But that was so unexpected. Like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Like it was well. I think it was well done. And not all of them are like that. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. So then we've got the cafe again. Ross comes in with Ben. Okay. Quick question. I just had this thought for the first time. And this is really stupid to have just realized this. Rachel is dating someone with a kid. Right. After, but she does not have her own kids. Would you guys ever date someone with a kid?
2: I actually had this thought the other day when I was thinking of like, you know, just randomly thinking of like, okay, like, what do I want in a husband? And honestly, I've always been like turned off by the idea of dating somebody that has kid. Mm-hmm. But I think because I always think through the lens of like dating somebody who has a kid through like divorce. not that mm. not, I Not that I would ever turn somebody away solely because you have a kid through divorce. Mm-hmm. But like, I was also negating the fact that there are people out there that you know, have lost a spouse, or mm-hmm. you know, other circumstances that wound up being a single parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't think I would put away because I have a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it would definitely be a new dynamic. Obviously, coming from like not personally having one, right. but I wouldn't be against it.
0: Jane, what about you?
1: Yeah, I think. It would largely depend on if, like what the if there was a still if there are two parents in that child's life mm-hmm. I think that would be the determining factor for me and like what that relationship was be- between like whoever I was dating and I don't know the mom yeah. or yeah um but yeah I don't know it's tough because you have your like ideas in mind of like who that person would be and what they would have and I don't know the older you get, it just I I don't know just need to be more open to certain things I think than like my ideal thing. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, but ugh, I don't I don't know if I can. I don't know if I could be ready to be like
0: a wife and a mom all at the same time. Yeah, I know, me neither. Um, I mean, I guess I don't want to like close it down, but I like really strongly would be turned off by it. So the chance of me like stumbling into something like that is very less likely, like through it, maybe a dating app or something. If I'd see it, I just like swipe or press X or whatever. If it happened to be in a situation where like, maybe I knew, you know, or became, you know, maybe if they were in within my community and you got to know each other that way, like that, that's the only way I could ever see something like that happening because I'm so adverse to it just from a. Like initial like thought standpoint that I'd I'd always like if you're on an app and you're like I have a kid I'm like nah (laughs) like yeah I think I've waited long enough that I don't want to just skip the whole part where you don't get to be a couple first right
1: that makes sense
0: yeah um so maybe that's a little selfish but honestly I'm 31 and I don't care
1: (laughs) I think the the kid matters too yeah I mean it's very
2: different like if you're talking about walking into a toddler versus a teenager yeah right like, as like a 30 year old you're like okay i was like what 15 when you were born like right
0: was, yeah but okay. yikes yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay so that was just kind of a random you know thought but uh he he essentially like he has to what, go to the bathroom or something so he hands ben ben over to rachel and rachel is not good with ben at all So remember when we read, obviously, several, several, several episodes ago about the list where he said, you're good with Ben. He's like reading outside. Obviously, this completely demolishes that whole thought that she's great with Ben. Um, In fact, it it shows it seems as if she has spent very little time with Ben just in general, Mm -hmm that Ben has not been around the friend group for Rachel to act like that. I feel like if a child is being brought into a friend group event, like all of them are going to feel pretty comfortable because if Ben's there, then they're all there. But this very clearly shows that Rachel and Ben have not had much interaction. And he automatically was like, well, it's going to be different when it's our baby. And so it starts to open up this whole dialogue of, you know, Ross has planned out their entire future. And it okay, Jane's like this is it, here it comes. Of course it would be Ross who would think that cuz normally it's the girl that like dreams and plans out the future. Like she's writing her new last name in a notebook before the guy's even like fully prepared to actually be committed to the relationship. You know what I mean? But Ross goes like full in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's all the way in. He's all the. Re- he's already in Scarsdale.
1: Okay.
0: He- yeah.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> he has loved Rachel forever. True. And he also is okay. I also, you know, gotta give it to Ross a little bit. He's also already been married once and has a child of his own already. So yeah, you right. can see why he would think. That. Yeah. And I, you're think right.
1: He's doing it from, I mean, it's selfish, but he's like doing it from a place of like. I'm established and Rachel, I just am pursuing you and I want, and he's comfortable. Yeah. And so he just thinks like, why wouldn't she want these things? You know, like I'm finally with her, like done deal. And yeah, I, I don't think it's the worst thing. It's a little unhealthy, very unhealthy, but (laughs) I don't know. I think it's like Ross's weird way of pursuit. So
0: it's authentic at least. Yeah, you both you both are right. You're for sure right. Um, Rachel, however, gets very like freaked out by this, and so she hands Ben back over, and like, like is talking through like I'm gonna go back to work, but then oh, there's the door, and I am out of the door. So while this is happening, we're up at the girls' apartment, and all is bad in the world with Phoebe, like her whole. Worldview is crumbling before our very eyes. Yeah, she talks about this show, which Richard then chimes in. And what was it called? Like Rise of the Phoenix or something?
2: Something like that. It's about Lou Gehrig. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like Pride of the Yankees. Oh, Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where did I get that from? <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that one for sure. <laughs> Maybe because we were talking
0: about Harry Potter or something. <laughs> That's 100% why. Rise <laughs> of the Phoenix.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Pride of the Yankees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she was, watching, she was watching Pride of the Yankee. And, you know, he got this, you know, disease Lou Gehrig's and Richard was like, well, but the movie was about Lou Gehrig didn't kind of, you know, see it coming. (laughs) And I just had this thought like, oh my gosh, you like, imagine having a disease named after you.
2: That would be terrible.
0: Like. I, I'm, I it like just hit me for the first time. Like I literally sell insurance and because it's underwritten, I have to walk people through the medical questions that they're going to be asked because the insurance company and the underwriters need to know that they're healthy enough to obtain this type of insurance. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, it's literally on every single piece of paper or, you know, every single application that I walk people through, like we talk about like neuromuscular diseases such as Parkinson's and Lou Gehrig's and I just had like the thought for the first time like literally this entire disease is named after one person like that kind of sucks yeah it's not
1: the legacy you hope for
0: yes great way to put it that's yeah that's not something you'd be like yeah guess what I get to pass down to my grandchildren like we, I've got a cancer named after me. It's not a can It's not a cancer, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. This is spiraling. Let's get back. Okay. So Monica's starting to show it even more. She doesn't like the guys to out. now, and she's starting to like express this to Phoebe. But Phoebe is very sick. Uh, signal cynical now, and so she's like, "What? Well, what does it matter? Aren't, like, isn't everyone gonna die anyways?" And <laughs> she's super just cynical about life. And and then Rachel, because this is kind of happening at the same time that maybe Ross and her in the cafe, Rachel comes storming in and she's like kind of breaking down at the same time. Like the girls are sort of breaking down together. They're both having their own like angry moments. They're both for different reasons, but they're all in the context of relationship. And Ross comes in. It was like, what happened down there? And they get into it about the future. And Rachel mentioned something about children names. Um, Like, have you already, she's like, I'm not like thinking about my children. You know, she's had her whole life thought up for her by her parents, by the expectations of society and her like social status. She just wants to be free and not have any expectations on her for a season. Like why can't, they just be in relationship and that be it. Um, now, of course it made me think like, oh, children names. Like I've definitely looked up children names online for sure. Oh yeah.
2: Um, yeah I've sure. saved in
0: my phone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I've got myself a little list going, but. Um, so, but they're, they're kind of coming to this, kind, kind of coming to this head and they're yelling at each other. And, and, and in that, they yell each other that they love each other. Instead of tell, they yell. Do you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, as I was happy, was like, this is so clever. <laughs> wow. You're right. It's late. What are we doing? Um, this is so, cool. so they yell at each other. And they're like, this is the first time that we are saying this. I'm going to kiss you now. Well, you better... And then they have their little like kissy face moment. So this is, um, it's yeah. funny that like, I mean, really in close proximity to each other, essentially, you know, we hear Monica and Richard tell each other that they love each other. And then now, you know, Ross and Rachel aren't too far behind with also saying that they love each other as well. Um, we're still in the girls' apartment. Um, Because essentially, Monica has recommended to Phoebe to watch It's a Wonderful Life. She's like, "It's, it's in the name. It's a good movie. It's a wonderful life. And Phoebe comes in and doesn't like it because of all the bad things that are happening. But we find out she doesn't watch till the end, which is the whole point. And when all movies get, you know, have the story of redemption, it's near the end. But she just couldn't watch it because it was so horrible throughout, like, the movie. So... That was kind of a quick scene. I didn't write anything more than that. Sure. Okay. Uh, we cut to the guy's place. Richard is playing the foosball table with the guys and Richard like does Chandler when he like scores. He's like could it be something something? I don't remember what he said but he like is that the first time that we get someone to mimic that like they do Chandler?
2: Yeah. I think so.
0: Okay. And Yeah it's like is it the first time that they've also called that out too or are the friends at the season uh, at the episode where we haven't watched the episode where the friends all make fun of each other have we? I don't think so. Because that's where they call each other out on all their like isms you know.
2: Or wait wait, no did we and Joey didn't have one? Wasn't it the episode for Joey like or no that's something else.
0: The fact that we're only two seasons in and like we're already forgetting which episodes we've watched (laughs) Uh, sounds like we need to listen to our own podcast (laughs) uh, okay um where were we
2: oh that's not until season five we're good
0: were you googling or something i was like why is it so quiet on the other end
2: yeah i just googled it that's until season five
0: okay got it so okay perfect then we haven't seen that yet so this is the first time that they've like called him out on it and not just been a characteristic which is you know really early i mean we're still three seasons away then from it being kind of a thing amongst the friends themselves too so right um Monica comes in Monica comes in and announces dinner and because the guys are wanting to finish up she's super frustrated already and so she just butts in there and finishes the game like on her own and they all kind of realize collectively as guys that like Oops, there's something wrong and he's like you know all right guys well blah blah, blah blah and she's a little no like annoyed obviously and that kind of comes out And then Joey blurts it out that he's so much cooler than our dads. And all of a sudden Richard realizes like, he's not seen as their friend. He's seen as like their dad. And that was a little hard for him to swallow. And Chandler is trying so hard to shut Joey up. He's like kicking him. He's like, I'm trying to talk here. And he's like, yeah. Like, that's the whole <laughs> point of why I'm kicking you. Like, I don't want you to talk anymore. But, um, okay, once, once Richard leaves the, the room and then Chandler kind of, like, slaps Joey, that's, like, a classic Joey, like, slap back where he, like, it's a little delayed and he, like, puts his head down and he, like, smacks his shoulder, you know?
1: I've never
2: noticed that. Yeah, I've not noticed that before.
0: Oh, I feel like that's so like I don't know if it happens before but like for some reason that scene the way that he does it where he like puts his head down and kind of like doesn't move the rest of his body and just moves his arm is is like for some reason I just remember that scene like so heavily for some reason no okay yeah. alright cool uh, okay so then Ross um, Ross and Rachel are over at Ross's house and Rachel is Oh, yawn. doing her doing his diaper and the first diaper and while she's doing it ben says hi for the first time guys of course his first word would be hi oh
1: my oh, gosh i really didn't
0: even
2: it. think about that <laughs> also non-realistic a child's first name would or thing would never be high oh.
0: no I never ever
2: you don't know how to say that I, the Everything reason is "Mama" possible. is typically the first one is because the "Ms" are the easiest to say. Being a speech pathologist as well. No. yeah, because they
0: don't have any teeth, and they're just like "mom, mom, mom."
1: I guess. Yeah. Ma, you watched, ladies. My uh, child, Jane's <laughs> child is going <laughs> to come out speaking full <laughs> well, sentences. Yes, in three languages.
0: Jane's going to just constantly just be like, "Hi, <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi,
1: hi." <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna get
0: any lullabies or anything just like hi, no. it just Jane saying, hi. <laughs> hi. hi. it'll just be a, a loop of ross saying his hi just on repeat oh, oh actually
1: wait, wait. Hi.
0: hi hi pretty good <laughs> <laughs> um but i didn't realize it until this episode or until watching it this time around like of course his first word would be hi how ironic is that and so you know, Ross is glad that he's like sort of in the room, but also he's not technically, you know, he wasn't technically a part of it. So the girls come back and he's going to say, you know, bye to him. And he says bye to Ross. And honestly, guys, like Ross could not be more excited. And it was actually really endearing to see him get a little victory. Cause I just had this thought that like, he, he hasn't really had anything that's that's his own or like something to celebrate. Like his, his wife left him because he's a lesbian. He is pregnant with his ex-wife, but doesn't get to live. Like he lives mostly with the moms. And so he's missing out on a lot. He's had a lot taken from him, you know, in his world um and so for him to have that little moment where he got like his own little buy is just a really sweet moment
2: yeah but it also is really exciting to see like to hear kids talk for the first time
0: Mm
2: -hmm. excitement like I felt that like he I felt that with like my nephew when he first started speaking like it's just there's something about like when a kid can finally like speak for themselves Mm that it's just like so exciting so that was genuine good job
1: Ross
0: good job Ross Jane anything from you on that point
1: um no I'm just crying tears of happiness um I don't <laughs> really have anything it's funny because I'm not a big like under Kid. two person Kid like person does not exciting oh, I get it I get it it's exciting when they're not yours like I'm like oh great you taught. good job
2: <laughs> welcome to society <laughs> right right
1: Come on, kids next milestone Let's keep it moving
0: get on your feet <laughs> do you have a job yet already?
2: please come on <laughs> anyways
0: <clears throat> um okay so then then we kind of cut to the tag and phoebe is essentially walking ben through this movie with bert and ernie and how like you know she's sort of preparing him for the world out there but don't worry we're gonna watch it together and don't worry it's in the ending and you know every everyone is fine and then she's like i'm really glad you're with me and
2: i feel like <laughs> ben is more there for emotional support for phoebe right? yeah
0: he's a he's an emotional support person at that point yeah he's like i don't know what the deal is here but <laughs> okay yeah for sure um okay jane as always I always check your notes because you are someone who doesn't just interject as <laughs> maybe intentionally as some of our other friends. So there's like <laughs> 10 notes here that you didn't mention. Let's oh. talk about Susan's leather jacket, first of all. Talk to us about that. Um, I just
1: have uh, mixed feelings about. Are you laughing? No. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Um, so. I just have mixed feelings about leather jackets. Stop- I think it was maybe the cut of hers, Mm. the fact that it was black. Because I do really like, like Mm. I think you actually have one, Leanne, who's it's like camel colored, maybe, maybe it's suede, which Mm. also, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the one you're wearing in our picture. Oh yeah, but that one, class, pure class. I remember the first time I saw you wear it, and I was like, that girl can dress.
0: I honestly have no idea what coat you're referring to.
1: Is it is
2: it that one? The, the I, it must the be, yeah. Is it longer.
0: Will no. you send me this picture? What are you guys looking at? Our,
2: no, our um, <laughs> our the just... one with friends picture thing when you're sitting on the couch.
0: Oh, guys, that's a blazer.
2: Oh, is
1: that one? Maybe not. Maybe I this think... one you wore to um a banquet thing at church once. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, is it long? it covers your butt maybe I don't know I wasn't really looking I think but...
2: I think I know which one you're talking about <laughs> I like that's how I know her wardrobe
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I still have no idea what you guys are referencing to Be fair.
2: So. We, like recorded a lot of our season one in your closet so I'm well aware of yeah. your
0: <laughs> that's accurate that's 100 true um
1: yeah so I don't know I have mixed feelings about leather jackets especially when they're black it's just a lot it's intense it's like yeah. leather leggings. I don't really understand that trend either.
0: Okay. What's hilarious about this is out of the three of us, Jane, I think you could pull those off the best. Leather oh,
1: leggings?
0: 100%. No, leather, like anything. Leggings, jacket, what, whichever.
1: See, but I'm picturing you pulling off a leather, like if I were to think the green
0: cardigan and that leather jacket. Oh, I have a leather jacket and I love it and it looks good, but I could see you definitely pulling that off. All right because you're like with your like hair and your ethnic and you're like beautiful and I just think that like edginess with like just the softness of you like who you are would be like I think you 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 could pull it off here's the thing about leather jackets from the 90s though the cuts on them are horrible and boxy Mm -hmm. they weren't really doing like any sort of like tapered waists or anything so every black and they still felt very like coat like as opposed to like leather jackets so they always had like pockets that were more bulky for bigger things and like they were very (laughs) box cut and weird and so I totally can like even though I didn't really pay attention to it I can I can imagine what you're seeing yeah because they were just they're just horrible typically
1: yeah horrible is the right word for that
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think like a more modern one where it's got like, you know, angled zippers or smaller pockets and like that looks more modern. I think I think you'd probably like a lot better, but that is the 90s leather jackets are not shining examples. We were talking about that when our friend Elizabeth was on the show because one of the characters had a leather jacket as well and it was all boxy and squared and not very pretty. And we were even mentioning like, even if you went into a vintage shop now and bought it, it still wouldn't be like bringing back 90s fashion it would just be h- a horrible decision. A
1: horrible decision.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um okay another note uh that you wrote Ross sniffing Ben's butt.
1: Oh. I don't know. I get that it's necessary to like you check if a baby's stinky by just putting your nose with their butt but I just think it's funny that like like oh are you stinky and you I've You know totally like like the kid like, kid is like why are you like violated what are you doing but there's no other way there's really no other way you just lift the baby there's and no other way away, yeah you're gone. and it's like you know if you have the unction to do that you it probably is a poopy or pee diaper. Mm-hmm. So, just like
2: well now the now like diapers like, have the fancy like line on the front so if it's I think they're yellow when they go on. And then if it's blue, that means the baby's gone potty. Mm.
1: (laughs) The baby's gone potty (laughs) and has a poopy diaper. (laughs) I don't know if it's poop, but it definitely detects poopy. Interesting. Yeah. That and Ben's cloth diaper. That's Uh, a joke.
2: Also, Ross literally told her like, yeah, well, when you're done with the diaper, you put it in the diaper pit, like pail or whatever he called it and she's like less weird when you call it that (laughs) but like why would you put that in the like container thing if it's a cloth diaper wouldn't you put that in the laundry
0: not necessarily because there are some companies that do all the cleaning for you oh that's true like literally you put it in like a container that they give you And then they clean it and they like, as they pick up, they drop off a new fresh set of all like bleached, washed diapers.
1: I guess. Like, I'm sure it probably equals out to be just as expensive. Mm -hmm.
0: I would, I would only do that if I had that subscription like that. Like the last thing I'd want to actually do is wash them in my washing machine. There's right. something about that that makes me feel <laughs> like it then contaminates my whole machine.
1: percent.
0: Oh like I couldn't use that machine for any of my own clothes. It'd be the diaper washing machine.
1: <laughs> right, right. Great.
0: I feel like it would just integrate like poop particles would integrate in the like inner workings of the system <laughs> and eventually come like be filtered into different loads and stuff. I just couldn't do it so I'd have to put it
1: I could listen to her explain anything to me like the way that she just explained poop particles and like just her word choice is always phenomenal her cadence or what do you, you I don't even know how you just how she talks is great I feel like we need to name this one the one with the
2: poop particles <laughs> yes
0: Jane don't think I didn't hear that uh, cadence of talking Oh. you're trying to you're trying to to pump up uh, Llewellyn from her what? original opinion of me I know what you're oh. doing
1: oh yeah which I still I understand but I, I
0: <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not a thing anymore it's fine we've all healed from that it.
0: okay we've all healed okay um dating introducing your people your person to your people oh
1: I don't know I think I just noted it because I think that's the thing I'm always least. I'm at least excited to do and also excited to do at the same time because I know what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, which is maybe like unhealthy in my mindset,
0: but I don't know. Is it because you value my opinion so much that you <laughs> might actually break up with somebody if I think that they're not a good fit for you? Yeah. And that's I scary. Think,
1: yeah, like there's fear of like
0: yeah, your well, like, gotta-
1: opinions of your yeah. village, you know. Yeah. And then no,
0: no, no, no. Sorry. I was talking about me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, no, I know. And then. <laughs> oh
0: gosh.
1: Yeah. The council. The council.
0: The council. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if you get it past me to the rest of the council, by then he's probably <laughs> in, anyways. The gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> the for sure. Um. Chandler and Joey's hair, fluffy.
1: Was it weird? Was it different than previous episodes? Were they doing a new thing? It was extra obnoxious, mostly on Chandler. Like Joey's always has that weird sort of like something about Mary thing, but Chandler's I don't know. Maybe
2: it's just time for a haircut. Oh,
1: it's no. extra quaffed or something.
0: I feel like there's certain it's seasons not- where it, it looks <laughs> like fluffier <laughs> than others.
1: Yeah. I was like, uh Chandler, can you pick one thing? Like oversized shirts or the hair? can both. Okay, but Chandler is swimming. He's always swimming. in his shirts.
2: <laughs> like when this they is like, <laughs> this is a, like a, a monthly conversation point on how
1: big Chandler's shirts are. It just stresses me out like, why? <laughs> Why like even if it, it's like you could have just like double xl instead of triple who thought like oh i know what matt needs put him in the triple xl collared shirts for all of
2: <laughs> in reality he wears like a large right
0: right <laughs> okay what was your comment of uh me too rachel and phoebe
1: oh i liked how they greeted each other when you know they're both having an off day and i think rachel's at f and Phoebe said f and then oh I thought aw. it was cute because like they both recognize like oh I'm sorry you're having an off day but we're going our separate ways because I need to like process or have my time because sometimes when you're having an off day I don't necessarily need my friends to, like I don't want to talk about it yet. what's
2: wrong yeah let's talk about it but, but
1: just let me have a moment right <laughs> and like thank you like you just acknowledging that I'm having an off day and like you empathize with me That's yeah all the affirmation I need
0: mm-hmm nice All right. And the final one, this is literally half of what you wrote that we've now had to discuss outside of the normal. (laughs) At home, bikini wax. Let's end the episode on this note. Well, that's when,
2: that's when, what's her face? Monica was trying to get somebody to like, talk to her about like, what do I do about Richard? And then nobody was responding. So she's like, fine, I'll just go read it in Cosmo and find (laughs) out how to do an at home bikini wax with leftover Christmas candles. (laughs)
1: Does anyone really do that at home bikini waxes? Sounds
0: like that sounds terrible. It sounds awful. Sounds like it was definitely an option and probably something that someone wrote. And then someone later had to say that's dangerous, don't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> don't do it. Sure that should be done by professionals only.
1: And not yes. over Christmas candles. Yeah, and that was left to candles. <laughs>
0: yeah that just seems like a really bad idea all right so jane moving forward when um we have you on the show all of our friends are going to hold you accountable now you're going to insert your opinions because that's what we do here
1: thank you for making a safe space for me
0: (laughs) well because we love your opinions and you have good ones thank you (laughs) if you had if you had terrible opinions, we wouldn't have you back on the show.
1: <laughs> this is true, baby. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm just kidding. Um, all opinions are helpful. So, okay. Anything else for the main episode? I think we covered everything, now. We're good. we're good. Okay. Episode rating system. Jane, go for it. I
1: don't know. I... I know some big stuff happened with Ross and Rachel, Ross and Ben. I just I'm gonna say Unagi. Mm-hmm. Say it like Unagi.
0: There you go. There you go. It was
1: just kind of lukewarm, underwhelmed. Like Phoebe was the best part for me. Um
0: yeah. And
1: she wasn't even really in it that much like I could have just watched her sitting yeah her. um that was good enough
0: Llewellyn
2: I am gonna might be well it's not my lowest but it's one of my lowest I'm gonna say oh my god <laughs> <laughs> why I I dramatic ones? Yeah. Ugh. um
0: no that's good
2: like I I could just never watch this episode again and be fine um it wasn't, like, yes, we saw Ross and Rachel say I love you for the first time, um, which is important, and the Ben stuff was good, but the fact that they titled this one after Phoebe, and she was in it probably the least, was, like, a little off-putting to me. It's, like, her part was important, and obviously, I wouldn't want to see a whole episode where she's just being super cynical, but... Um, I don't know it just didn't really have anything major I felt like and like the the guys trying to bond with Richard was important but like it also started and ended in the short little window so like it didn't really go anywhere so I don't know to me it really wasn't a game-changing
0: episode so it's
2: kind of low in my book
0: Um, I actually, yeah, I'm right with you. I also would give it and all my gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that I, I hate giving it that lowest score because we finally have Phoebe being one of the pretty decent storylines. But again, just like you said, Llewellyn, even though they name it after her And her thing is like the beginning, like they bookend her. She's the beginning story. We see her throughout in the middle and then we see her at the end. I feel like, I feel like even though her storyline was good, it wasn't as substantial. Like they could have filled it in with a little bit more and it just felt like the other storylines weren't as like good enough to prop the episode up anymore and I hate giving it that low because Phoebe was more in the forefront than maybe she has been in the last couple of you know months worth of episodes but overall it's I mean even when I even when we were scheduling and I saw the one where old Yeller dies like the only thing I remembered was like oh yeah she like didn't know the end of the movie but other than that it's not a memorable episode at all in my opinion, too. So I would agree with kind of kind of what you said, Llewellyn. I think we're all sort of on the same page. So. OK, so let's wrap this up with the post show wrap up with our recommend to a friend segment. And I'm going to go first to give you guys a little bit more time to think because I know you didn't walk in with having one. So hopefully you guys have had some time to think about it. Um, but my recommend to a friend is drinking your recommended amount of water per day. So prior to, um, I know we mentioned it in a a couple, a couple episodes ago, but I wanted to kind of circle back on that. Um, I started drinking my recommended ounces of water per day based on half of my body weight. So, um, it's been kind of a struggle, especially for somebody who doesn't normally prioritize drinking water throughout the day. Typically I have a coffee and that's, that's pretty much it. Unless I go through, you know, a drive through and grab a, you know, tea or something. I don't know, but I, uh, I started drinking my recommended amount of water and like, I can feel the difference in my skin and like my body body as well like just like to the touch I don't know there are certain sensations that you know about your own body that like once they change you're like oh that has shifted and I don't even know how to explain what's happened on the inside but I feel like my body has more my insides have more room inside my body which sounds so weird um but it feels like less like my insides are are like pushing to get outside. So that it just it, the way I can't explain it in a way that even makes sense, but I can just feel a physical difference, um, like inside, but also like my skin feels so much more hydrated and smooth and less like dry in certain areas. So I know that's more of a health thing and we normally stick to material things, but not always. So I would recommend drinking your recommended amount of water per day based on your, um, I just did it based on half of my weight in ounces. Um, there are other recommendations that say uh, three quarters, um, but from you know coming from someone who literally drinks zero water to now drinking a lot of water, I decided to you know go on the lower end at least to get a start and create the habit. So that drink your recommended water per day. Recommend to a friend. All right, Llewellyn. <laughs>
1: I
2: don't, I don't
1: think I have one this week. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, I am going to recommend to a friend a TV show. Um it's on Netflix it's called The Queen's Gambit. Um Ooh, good one. Yeah, you watched it?
0: Um, yeah, I binged it so hard.
1: Yeah, so I did too and I recommend it like cuz I feel like a lot of people are aged you have your usuals that you'll watch like you'll watch friends or the office or I don't know why you'd watch how I met your mother but maybe that and you know <laughs> <'cause> like, <laughs> calling out new girl yeah new yeah new girl's good and then it takes a lot for me to like commit to watching a show mm-hmm. uh, I binge watched this in like two days oh it was so good and it was yep. like, um like maybe seven or eight episodes about an hour long but I, I don't know. I really liked it. I liked the cinematography. Is that it? The word Ellen. The word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of reminded me, in like a like almost like a dark Wes Anderson kind of vibe. Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it a lot. And so, if you don't know what it's about, it is like there's a the main character is a young girl, and I think it's set like in the eighties or seventies maybe. Um. And she was an orphan. And then she gets adopted. And then her mom um, helps her enter chess tournaments. And the Queen's Gambit is like a chess opening. That's the meaning behind it. But it's super good. 10 out of 10. I'd recommend it to anyone that I know.
0: I've never wanted to play chess more than after watching (laughs) that show. And then once I ended... I could not care less about chess now. <laughs> oh
1: really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean you did you pick up the habit? Are you like competing now? Is that I what your hobby it? is?
1: Not yet. Not yet. You know, I'm just too dead. I'm
0: trying to like just wait for sure. Sure. other people a
2: chance. She doesn't want to show off her own
1: on my own skills? skills. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. You don't want to show your hand too early, you know. Right,
1: yeah, right, right.
0: No, but
1: right. I learned chess when I was younger. I just haven't played in a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of those like life skills I maybe would like impose on my children, like, hey, you got to learn chess, and I don't know what else I would do. You have to learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I don't really care about you in your toddler stage, but you gotta learn these things.
1: <laughs> Useful. Okay, just do something. <laughs> Some
0: utility, okay, to me. Wow. All right. This has been quite the episode. Um Llewellyn, final final answer. Nothing for this week.
2: (laughs) Nothing for this week.
0: (laughs) All right. No worries. We've got two of them for you. So we highly recommend you jumping into those. And um between now and then, uh yeah, no, do that between now and then and then next week, we're gonna cover the one with the bullies.
2: Ooh, like Angelica. <laughs>
0: yes. Look at that callback! Yes, Luella. Watch me some
2: Rugrats. <laughs> All right, guys, we will catch you next week on.
0: <laughs> you would watch Rugrats.
2: <laughs> it's on Hulu. I should watch it.
0: Uh... <laughs> okay, seriously,
2: sign us out. <laughs> All right, guys. We will catch you next week on the One with Friends podcast.